This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Walgreens recently announced they're closing 150 stores nationwide, and Las Vegas isn't immune. This Thursday, November 9th, a long-standing Walgreens pharmacy on the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard in Charleston is closing their doors for good. This is actually my pharmacy, so I could tell you there's a really wide range of folks who rely on this spot. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, we're joined by acclaimed author Kim Foster to talk about why even a single pharmacy closure matters. We tackled the causes, the immediate impact, and... What happens next when a neighborhood pharmacy, even a big corporate one, shuts down? It's Tuesday, November 7th. I'm David Figler, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Kim Foster, welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. I am so happy to be here with you. Always good to have you back. Always thought-provoking conversations. And today we're talking about what happens when a neighborhood pharmacy closes. Kim, a lot of us are wondering why this is happening. You know, we, we ask listeners to weigh in. And one thing we've been hearing from a lot of you who called and wrote in is retail theft. Let, let's take a listen, Kim. Those pharmacies are really understaffed. So in general, I think uh, in these poor areas, low-income areas, high-crime areas, just seeing the pharmacies sort of, I think, give up on self-policing. We are noticing that there are less security guards and more issues. So why aren't there any security guards? Maybe the pharmacies that are closing would put signs in the window, closed due to theft, and they would realize they need to stop. Oof, seems like theft is the reason why a neighborhood pharmacy is closing. Kim, what's your response to that? Yeah, it's not theft. Um, <laughs> I knew that answer. <laughs> uh, but it is on a lot of people's mind. I mean, people are saying shoplifting is peaking, spiking, and, you know, we see some weird videos. Is it happening? Well, of course, shoplifting is happening, and uh, obviously in areas where there's blight or poverty, you're going to have people who are more desperate, and so that is going to happen to some degree. But we're talking about a loss of maybe 1% to 3% for these really big chains. So we're not talking about something that's going to pull them under. The other thing is that Walgreens specifically – uh, has come out, this happened in San Francisco, saying that several of the stores that closed there closed because of uh, shoplifting and theft. And it turns out that they put extra security in and nothing really changed. And so they've dialed back on that a bit, saying that they probably overestimated the effect of shoplifting and theft. And what that feels like to me is that 
this is a company blaming the community for why it can't function. But the truth is that theft is a very small part of it. These companies actually can deal with it quite well. And we know that theft isn't the reason that these stores are going under. There's a great podcast that I subscribe to called If Books Could Kill with uh, Michael Hobbs is one of the posts on that. And and they were saying that a lot of this narrative is being driven by like the greater retail association lobby and that they put out this very tenuous report that a lot of media is picking up on. And And I got to say this, it's like everything seems to be under lock and key now, which is also really bizarro, especially in this particular Walgreens that we're, we're talking about as an example. I mean, these are happening all over the city, all over, and not just Walgreens, it's other pharmacies too. I mean, I remember when they used to just lock up pseudoephedrine because, you know, see also breaking bad, people can make methamphetamine out of it. But now I'm seeing like $2 deodorant like locked up. Yeah, everything's locked up. And it's actually crazy how locked up it is. I mean, it's locked up at Smith's and other places, but everything is locked up in this. I guess let's just linger a little bit on on other factors that might be causing these decisions. I mean, some of our listeners talk about the unhoused folks who loiter around the parking lot. I actually can't think of a time in my last 20 or 30 visits that I've been there where there haven't been people sleeping literally in front of of the doors or that that there wasn't people soliciting me for for money as I walked out. Are the unhoused a deterrent for paying customers who want to patronize this Walgreens store? Yeah, we can't blame the unhoused either. You know, if you don't want to be around the unhoused, you can live in Summerlin. You know, first of all, I think we have to delineate between the store and the pharmacy. The pharmacy was actually amazing. Like, I loved the pharmacy, the pharmacists there, the technicians who worked there. But I mean, here, here. Yes, agreed. They were great. Like, I mean, you could like go there and get like an emergency prescription and they're like making it for you. And they'll be like, stay right there. I'll get it for you. I mean, they're fantastic. So we have to, we're not talking about a store that didn't function for the community. It really functioned for the community. Even if the, the retail part didn't, the pharmacy really did. But there are always unhoused on the property. And I think that's a part of For me, every time I hear that, I think, well, we aren't solving the problems of homelessness. And so if we're not going to, they're going to be somewhere. Today, when I was there, there were several, like little, not really, it wasn't even an encampment, but there were several like areas where people had sort of set up little areas to sit and hang out. And I mean, that's going to become much more obvious. And I think it's going to multiply quite a bit when both Wells Fargo and Walgreens close down. We both can agree that we'd love to see a business like this thrive and operate in our neighborhood. Uh, You live in in this neighborhood too. You use that pharmacy. I use that pharmacy. But, you know, there's certain limits, I would imagine. And I just want to give you a little pushback on this topic because I do you know the infamous P story? You know, tell me the P story. I want to. I thought I heard it from you and I was trying to remember who I heard it from, but it wasn't terribly long ago that uh, somebody walked in and there was just a pool of urine right in that front lobby area when you walk into the Walgreens and the individual who was a neighbor turned to the clerk who was standing there and said, is that P? And the clerk said, oh my God, looks like it. Yeah, that's horrible. (laughs) 
<laughs> and 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 I don't think that that is an apocryphal thing. I I can imagine that that's a real story. Is it Walgreens' fault that you know this is happening and their decision to shut down based on you know anecdotes like this happening all the time? Yeah, and I don't think that there's a causal connection between the two, but I do think that those stories, I, I talk a little bit about, quote unquote, the floor shitter in Smith's in my book, because that was something that really freaked people out. There was a gentleman who lost control of his bowels in the uh, self-checkout at Smith's. We, you know, in downtown Vegas live in a place where there are a lot of people with challenges who need a lot of support and help. And um, I know that it's a problem for businesses. I know that it's a problem for the community. But as long as we drag our, our heels on providing actual support, getting people into houses or into supported residences, these problems are just going to continue. We're just f trying to find Band-Aids and we're not really solving the problem. You know, in that podcast that I referred to, If Books Could Kill, they definitely talked about the retail lobby's efforts to get the government to provide more cleanup, if you will, or services or enforcement. And I guess that is consistent with Walgreens' argument, isn't it, that the city needs to, quote unquote, clean up the homelessness issue in order for businesses to operate, to thrive. And so, you know, does this throw back at the city yes, that they're not it. doing that? Okay, that's so, you know, how do, how do we view Walgreens then? Are they another victim? Well, I don't think they're closing because of the homelessness issue. I think that is a problem for the community. So we have, as community members, have a right to be really upset about the fact that there are a lot of really mentally ill and people with a lot of challenges who have who are finding like air conditioning at Walgreens because it, you know when it's 117 degrees and they're hanging around around there and they're asking yeah. money and doing those things that's going to happen this is a community problem but it isn't a Walgreens problem whatever business goes there is going to have similar issues we have an unhoused problem in our city and we need to fix it and not a band-aid we need to actually provide real substantial housing alternatives for these folks that actually work for them and until we do that we're just cleaning up every Walgreens that comes along See, and that begs the question, I mean, you you know, this conversation I think is going to shift back and forth because right now we're kind of letting Walgreens a little off the hook, but there are other listeners who have pointed to corporate mismanagement as the problem. I mean, Walgreens and others like Walgreens, whether it be CVS or Rite Aid, I mean, we don't need to single them out, but they are the one we're talking about right now, have a lot of money and resources. And one of our neighbors, uh, downtown Steve, Love says you, that- Steve. <laughs> yeah, he, he called in and he says that other businesses in the area, like the adult superstore, God forbid, and the Huntridge area, have their shit together. Let, let's listen to Downtown Steve. Meanwhile, Walgreens always has a trash-laden parking lot, constant dealers and addicts on the pony wall, people passed out in the parking lot, and a bare minimum of landscaping. There's been a serious lack of any sort of neighborhood pride there for years, and as a result, has become a retailer I've avoided for years. The adult superstore plaza and Hunter's Center have proven running a tidy ship is possible in the area. Walgreens has proven they don't care, and I don't care if they close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you really think, downtown Steve? 
I mean, it is a great point. Why doesn't Walgreens have their shit together? Why aren't they spending those resources? Well, what would they do? Well, maybe have more security, maybe focus on the landscaping. I mean, all the things that downtown Steve talked about, maybe they actually take pride and participate in a different way in the community. Is that not something that any corporations do anywhere? That's a great question. I mean, I wonder about how, I mean, this is sort of the the neighborhood pharmacy model has really been disrupted. And I don't know how much community-mindedness Walgreens has in their stores. I mean, the whole idea of Walgreens, like in New York, was that it took really unusable spaces and like crammed their things into these unusable cheap spaces. So they were never about landscaping and, you know, making the most of things. They were always about being able to stuff their retail into places that were like, you know, not not really great for other things. And they sort of had this model of doing that, which I think really helped them uh, be able to open a lot of stores. But I don't see them as the kind of company that's like landscaping the parking lot or being worried about who's standing outside. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. We got another interesting take from listener Ernest Hemmings. I want to play that. Another little twist in this uh, possible what's going on and why is this happening. Uh, They have multi-million dollar lawsuits that they've had to pay out on. Uh, Their settlements are totaling a billion dollars because they've been nothing more than a pill mill in the opiate, the opiate scandal that you may have heard of. Um, uh, Millions of Americans dropping dead every year. Um, so that's why they're closing shop in a lot of places. This is a fascinating comment, isn't it? Because after, David, you asked me about all the addicted folks and homeless folks who are there on the doorstep of Walgreens, and they actually had a hand in creating that situation, which to me is like sort of ironic and interesting that those. And, and to be fair, we're talking about all the pharmacies who settled with the various, you know, government yeah. entities or the lawsuits uh, because of their role in the in the bigger opioid crisis. Yeah. Well, it's right. interesting then, isn't it? Right now, they're, they're, if, if this is one of the reasons why they're closing down shops, you know, Nevada did settle with them and a lot of that money which wasn't insignificant is going for like treatment and education but it's not going to keep open good pharmacies you know is that a disconnect 
Yeah, I mean, pharmacies are really important. Um, a lot of people who have severe medical needs in our communities uh, really depend on these pharmacies uh, to be able to be in walking distance to go to. I think we need as many of them you know, as we can possibly handle in a neighborhood so that people can, I mean, I was, when I was there, I was there today and there was a woman who came in who was an amputee in a wheelchair, really had some trouble getting around and was surprised when she got there and found out that it was closing mm. and really had to think about how she would get, you know, get her medication and her supplies and things that she needed. And so I think that it is sad that the thing that caused a lot of problems is actually also something that can really solve a lot of problems for people. And so there's a lot of complexity there. Yeah. And a lot of that settlement just getting redirected in important, but different ways. You know, we're talking about the neighbors who show up there. Your example is someone you saw there today. Uh, it, it, it really is a good example, this particular Walgreens, because it serves so many different parts of our population. There are wealthy people who live in the high rise that are just a block away that I see in line. There are the people from Hebron uh, and from Siegel Suites. There's people from our neighborhood. There's tourists. I mean, people use this as a primary pharmacy and that's going to change. So let's hear from a few neighbors on what this closure will mean to them. Hi, my name is Meredith and I'm the property manager for Hebron, which is across the street from the Walgreens and all of our tenants utilize it. We are a low-income apartment. So we have a lot of low-income, fixed-income seniors. That that is their pharmacy or because they're feeble, that's where they go for their groceries. So it's going to really impact them because that's that's their corner market. And so um, they have a, a little petition going, um, but unfortunately, it's too little too late. I'm 64, disabled in the wheelchair, living in a community of about more than 100 people that are also elderly and disabled and have a hard time going to the store. We need Walgreens very, very bad in this corner. This would be a tremendous loss to a lot of the residents in the neighborhood. A lot of lower income and also disabled, handicapped individuals who don't have means of transportation. This pharmacy closes. It's going to take the only pharmacy right in that vicinity off. You know, Kim, we also had other listeners who point out that there are other pharmacies not terribly far away. There's one on Sahara and Las Vegas Boulevard. There's one at the center, which traditionally serves the LGBT plus community, but also is open to anyone. That's just a few more blocks away. And a lot of meds can be ordered online and delivered these days. So are, are we blowing this particular problem out of proportion? Look, I think anytime there's change in a neighborhood, there are ripple effects. And I think for you and I, we'll just end up going to, to the one that's on Sahara and Las Vegas Boulevard, and we'll just drive, you know, two minutes more to get to that. But as always, every time there are ripple effects in the community, the people who get clobbered the most are the people with the most challenges. So the people that you just heard from, from Hebron, people, elderly folks, people who are disabled, people who can't just you know, this woman who's an amputee who's in her wheelchair, who can't just, you know, wheel herself down, you know, five more blocks uh, to go and get her stuff. And Meredith brings up a really good point that people are using this store as a grocery store. And so it really does matter. But unfortunately, it will really hurt the people who need it the most. And that isn't you and I. It's people who are in the lower classes and who are disabled and um, have uh, disabilities. 
And this is a really interesting and vibrant conversation in this little microcosm, but I wonder if some people are still thinking, why should we care? These are big corporations that initially replaced a lot of mom and pop pharmacies like, you know, White Cross drugs that the signage is still up there or the Huntridge Pharmacy that was a vibrant thing before it became a wing stop. Why why should we actually shed a tear over a Walgreens or a CVS or a Rite Aid closing, Kim? Because it's our community. And every time there's change, it impacts us in a particular way. Every building, every, every business, everything that we invite into our community defines us and our needs and our wants and who we are. And we have to remember that we are a socioeconomically diverse neighborhood. There aren't a lot of them in the United States. We are a socioeconomically diverse neighborhood. And that means we have lots and lots of people to consider from the homeless addicted man on the corner to the richest person who bought here because he thought it was cool. We need to service all of those peoples. And there's always going to be a, like a complicated complexity that we're going to bump into one another. And I think this is, again, is like, you know, a lightning rod for all of that. So big corporate, but community-minded entities, but also small, wealthy community-oriented business people, <laughs> look at this corner, talk to us, call yes. in, right? We are ripe for your business. Come in, think about us and what we need and what we want and how we can, you know, create something really beautiful together. And don't be afraid. You know, I want businesses to not be afraid of downtown. It isn't just Main Street. That's wonderful. Businesses can come and, you know, we'll support, we'll come out for it. So I'm hoping that people take a leap of faith with us. Kim Foster, always fantastic talking with you here on CityCast Las Vegas. Thanks for coming back. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a blast as always. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, hey, go tell a friend. You could rate our show too. Did you know that? You just hit the five-star button. That's that's the one you want to go for. And leave us a review, but also subscribe to our morning newsletter. That one's indispensable. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Till then, stay lucky. I think that getting something in there that feeds the community, that honors the community is going to be the most important thing. So not a car wash. Uh, I'm going to say no gas stations and no car washes and no convenience stores. That's what I'm going to say.